Josiah over the years. And uh, it's been a long time since I've taught on him, but uh, it just seemed that I'm supposed to teach on him today. And so uh, uh, let's, let's get into the story of Uzziah. But before we do that, we need to look at his dad. Now, in Second uh, Chronicles 25, the, the 25th chapter of Second Chronicles has to do with Uzziah's father. We're not going to read the whole 25th chapter. We're just going to look at selected scriptures there. But uh, Amaziah was Uzziah's father, and Amaziah was the ninth king of Judah, and Uzziah was, of course, the tenth. He succeeded his father. But in Second Chronicles 25, verse 2, looking at Uzziah's dad, notice what the Bible says. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. That'd be real good if we stopped right there. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. Now, this is Uzziah's dad. Uzziah is growing up watching this. Okay? He's a very young boy. He's watching this. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. But we have to read on. But not with a what? But not with a loyal heart. Other versions say, say it this way. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not wholeheartedly. Another version says he did what was right, but sometimes resented it. Another version says he lived well before God, doing the right thing for the most part, but he wasn't wholeheartedly devoted to God. Did you know that it's possible to do right things for God, to do good things for God? But your heart not be right while you're doing it. Do you know that? Uh, here's an example. Driving the church, coming to church on a Sunday morning. Now, how many of you would agree that's a real good thing to do? It's a good thing to do. Is, is that not right? But has anybody ever driven to church complaining and crabbing that they have to come to church? Has anybody ever done that besides me? Okay, two people. Oh, you just, well, why am I up here preaching to you? You ought to be preaching to me. Has anybody served in the church and you were serving, but yet you were in your heart, you were grumbling about it? You know, I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to. Anybody's ever, ever done that besides me? Yeah. Back in the old days. Well, she repented. You know, it's very possible to do right things, but have a wrong motive. I said it's very possible to do right things, but have a wrong motive. I've seen lots of people do that. You've got to watch your motive. You've got to watch your heart. And this man here, Amaziah, he did right things for the Lord, but his heart wasn't right all the time. You know, you can really affect your children negatively if while you're driving to church, you're complaining that you have to go to church. Did you get that? I mean, are you doing the right thing, bringing your kids to church? Sure you are. But what an impression that makes on them if you're grumbling that, you, you know, why do we have to be there at 10 o'clock? You know, blah, 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 blah. Why do we have to get up so early or whatever the case? Well, Uzziah grew up watching this and it, it, it affected him. His dad, his dad had a heart problem. Real loud say heart problem. He had a heart problem. Now, it wasn't a physical heart problem. It was an attitude problem. Now, notice here in verse 14, 2 Chronicles 25, or, uh, 25, verse 14, something else about his dad, Uzziah's dad. 
Now it was so after Amaziah came from the slaughter of the Edomites. Now King Amaziah, his army defeated the Edomites. Now notice he brought the gods of the people of Seir back with him, set them up to be his gods and bowed down before them and burned incense to them. Now that's not a good thing, is it? How many of you know that is a bad, that's a bad thing, isn't it? Can you imagine doing that? Now notice verse 15, the anger of the Lord was aroused against Amaziah and he sent him, he sent him a prophet who said to him, isn't it wonderful that when we miss it, God will send people to us to correct us and get us back, back in line? We need to be thankful when God corrects us. You hear me? And God loved this guy enough to, to send somebody to him. And because you've got to remember, what is he doing? He... He served God, but now he's had a great victory, and now he's brought the evil idols back, and he's bowing down to these evil idols. And God didn't just zap him. God loved him and sent a prophet to him to get him straightened out. Now, notice here again, verse 15, The anger of the Lord was aroused him. He sent him a prophet who said to him, Why have you sought... The gods of the people, which you couldn't, it said, which could not rescue their own people from your hand. In other words, why are you, why are you doing this, Amaziah? Why are you bowing down to these gods? I mean, to, 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 you just defeated this army over here, and and their gods couldn't protect them from you, and now you're bowing down to to, to, to their gods. What are you doing? Sometimes we need somebody to come and just kind of slap us upside the head and say, what are you doing? So it was, verse 16, as he talked with him that the king said to him, have we, now watch, now, now watch this. Notice how Amaziah responds. It has a lot to do. It's very important for what we're going to see here in just a little bit. Notice how he responds. Have we made you the king's counselor? Cease, why should you be killed? In other words, let me ask you, let's see if you're getting this. Did Amaziah repent? Yes or no? Did he say, oh, thank you for coming and correcting me. I needed to hear that. Is that what he said? No, what did he tell him? He said, essentially, shut up or I'm going to have you put to death. Was his attitude right or wrong? And then he goes on to say, the prophet ceased speaking and he said, I know that God has determined to destroy you because you have done this and have not heeded my advice. Not heeded my advice. We need to listen when God sends us people to speak things into our lives. And in the process of time, Amaziah was assassinated. And that brings us to Second Chronicles 26 verse 1. Now, with that as a backdrop here. We're going to pick up with Uzziah, and I want you to listen very carefully. Now, all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. Now, how old is Uzziah right now? 16. You know, you can never be too young to serve the Lord. And you can never be too old. Does anybody know how old Moses was when God started using him mightily? He was, he was 80. He was 80. So you people that are 80 or 80 and up... Don't, it's not time to 
What, what is it? So we'll say it's not time to retire, it's time to refire. Is that right? And if you're a young person, God wants to use you as well. So he was 16 years old and he becomes king. His father had been assassinated, now he's king. Now notice verse 2. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after, after his father had died, of course. Verse 3. Uzziah was 16 years old. When he became king, he reigned 52 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. Now watch this. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. That's a good thing, isn't it? He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. Now notice verse 5. He sought God in the days of Zechariah. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. Now, this is very important. Uzziah sought the Lord. He sought after God. And, and it mentions here Zechariah. Now, this man, Zechariah, he was a prophet. He's not the same one who wrote the book of Zechariah in the Old Testament. It's a different man. But he was a, a prophet of God. He was a man of God. And Uzziah submitted himself to this man of God. And he had understanding in the visions of God. He, he was a for real man of God. And Uzziah, see in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament, uh, the people needed to go to the prophet to hear from God. Now here in the New Covenant, how many of you know you don't need to go to a prophet or, or to a minister to hear from God? Is that right? You can hear from God for yourself through the Holy Written Word. Is that right? And God can speak to your heart, certainly. And if it's God talking, it's going to always line up with his written word. Is that correct? And, and, and the number one way to be led by God is through his holy written word. You know, sometimes you can't find your situation verbatim in the word of God. Like, which house should I buy? Which, which car should I buy? Or which church should I go to? How many of you know you don't choose your church? You let God choose your church for you. Is that right? How many, how many of you can say amen to that? And, 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 but, but you can't go in the Bible and, and read in there, you shall go to Summit Church in Fenton, you know. You need to be led by the Spirit who, if you're born again, He's on the inside of you. Is that right? And, and, and He leads, how does He lead? When, when we can't find what we need right there written in the Word of God, like what church to go to, how does God lead? He leads through that inward witness, peace versus no peace. Is, is that right? Right. And so you need to pay attention to that peace of God, peace versus no peace. But in the Old Testament, see, they couldn't hear from God for themselves. And so they would be led by the prophet. And so we see that Uzziah was submitted to the, to the man of God. How many of you know we need to be submitted to good godly authority? Is that right? Good godly authority. You, listen, you don't want to submit to somebody that wants to run your life for you. You, you, don't, you don't want to be submitted to that. Did, did you hear me? But God has set up good spiritual authority, and you need to find who your local church is and who your pastor is. And you're sitting here this morning, so I trust it's me. But, but you know, you, you, you need to be submitted to good godly authority. Just like this church, we're submitted to Rama Bible Church out of Tulsa, Oklahoma. My wife and I are submitted to Pastor Hagen and Doug Jones, who's down there at Rama, and he's over the Rama Ministerial Association. So we're not a Lone Ranger church. We're submitted to authority, you see. And, and you need to be submitted to authority as well. Can you say amen? All, all of us. It's, just, it's a safeguard that God has set in the body of Christ. 
And so Uzziah was submitted to good godly authority. Now look at verse 5 again. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. In another, another version of the Bible, as you study into this, it says it, it, says it this way. That Zechariah taught Uzziah in the fear and the reverence of the Lord. He taught him in the fear and reverence of the Lord. So yes or no, did Uzziah seek God? Okay. He sought God. And notice here this last part of verse 5 is so important. And as long as he sought the Lord, as long as he sought the Lord, what happened? God what? Made him to prosper. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. How many of you want to prosper? If you, if you want to prosper, you need to seek the Lord. That's the key to prosperity. And when I say prosperity, I'm not just talking money. You understand that? Money's just a small part of prosperity. I'm talking about prospering spirit, soul, and body. How many of you know you can have a million dollars, ten million dollars, but if you're on your way to hell, you're not prosperous. Is that right? So prosperity starts out with a new birth, you know, and then be filled with the Holy Spirit, you know. And uh, uh, and then, of course, uh, we need to have healing in our body and walk in health. Is that right? And uh, then and, and, and money's a part of it. And uh, so did Uzziah seek God? Yeah, he sought the Lord. And God made him to prosper. You know, the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the necessities of life will be added to you. The Bible says that he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Bible also says those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I've been seeking the Lord for all these years now and I don't lack for any good thing. God's provided on every side. He did it for Uzziah. He did it for me. He'll do it for you. God's no respecter of persons. Isn't that wonderful? Now notice verse 6. Uzziah went out and made war against the Philistines. And he broke down the wall of Gath and the wall of Jabneth and the wall of Ashdod. See, if you've got walls in your life that you need broken down, the answer is seek the Lord. Seek the Lord's direction. And then it goes on to say he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. See, when you seek God, walls will come down that need to come down. And then a building process will also go on in your life. Did you know God can build and help you establish things that can't be built or established any other way? Did you know that? The Bible says, except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain who do so. Is, is that correct? Unless the Lord, the Lord guard the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Is, doesn't the Bible say that? You might be in here this morning and you need a wall broken down. Or maybe you need something built in your life. What's the answer? It's seek the Lord. How do you seek God? Get into His Word. Read His Word. Study His Word. Pray. Attend church regularly. These sorts of things. And I really like uh, verse 7. God helped him. Real loud say, God helped him. 
Say it again. God helped him. I really like that. If you want God to help you, seek the Lord. Seek him. Seek his face. I like what uh, the psalmist said. He said, early in the morning will I seek thee. You know why you seek God early? So you don't mess up late. If you're taking notes, you ought to write that down. You seek God early so you don't mess up late. Did you hear me? A lot of folks I've met over the years, they seek God as a last resort. They start praying as a last resort. I think we ought to start out seeking God. Now notice here, again, verse 7, God helped him against the Philistines. Now that, those are the enemy. How many of you would like God helping you against the enemy? Well, seek God. God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Jerbal, and against the Menunites, or Mayunites, however you say that. Also, the Amorites brought tribute to Uzziah. The Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. Did you know that the Bible says when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him? And so it was with Uzziah. He's seeking God. He's submitted himself to godly authority. You know, it takes you... I just seem to, the Lord wants me to say this. It takes humility to be submitted in any area of your life. Did you know that? I said it takes humility. Realize, say humility. No. Doesn't the Bible say we ought to be clothed with humility? Uh, another way to say it is this way, teachable. Uh, a humble person is teachable. Uzziah was teachable. A humble person is teachable. A humble person doesn't have the, you know, I know everything attitude. A humble person doesn't have the attitude, well, I can do better than that. I can do better than them. I've actually had folk come around here over the years. You know, they'll pop in and they'll try to tell me how to run the church. Can you believe that? And they hadn't done it. They hadn't built a chicken coop for the Lord, much less a church. But they've got it all figured out. You know, when I was much younger, I thought I had it all figured out. And I've come to learn over these many years, I don't have it all figured out. I'm still learning. How about you? We must be doing something right. We've been here 20 some odd years. We've got everything paid off. Been out of debt for years. Strong financially. Strong on every side. Can you say amen? amen? We can always learn. I remember when I taught junior high. I tried to learn things from those junior high students. You know you can learn things. If you're humble and teachable. I think the Bible says the child shall lead them. I mean we can learn things from anyone. Is that right? Oh, don't be haughty. Don't be prideful. And so the Ammonites brought tribute to, to Uzziah. Verse 8. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt. And he became what? Exceedingly strong. How many of you like to be exceedingly strong? And seek the Lord. Seek God. Don't try to lift yourself up. Let God do it. Humble, doesn't the Bible say, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may what? Exalt you in 
due season. Is that right? Is that right? Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. You, you do it. You humble yourself. And that's what Uzziah did. He humbled himself. And his fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt, and he became exceedingly strong. Now, I've been seeking God all these years. Now, my fame hasn't spread abroad, but God's made us strong in a lot of other areas. You know, seeking God all these years, strong marriage. How many of you know that's a good thing, isn't it? Strong marriage, wonderful marriage. How long have we been married? 27 years? Wonderful, wonderful marriage. That's a blessing right there, isn't it? Strong church, strong in the healing anointing, strong in, the, in teaching ministry. You know, God can make you... There's other things in, besides being famous. Did you know that? Sometimes that's the worst thing could happen to somebody is make them famous. Is that right? I'm not interested in being famous. I'm just interested in helping people. Did you hear me? So he became exceedingly strong. Now notice verse 9. I'm going to zip through these next verses real fast. Because I want to stress the end of this. Verse 9. Now Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem. Now built. See, he's seeking God. So God's able to use him to build things. And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, at the corner buttress of the wall. Then he fortified them and he built towers. And there it is again. He built towers in the desert. He dug many wells for he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. Uh, he also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved the soil. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out uh, to war by companies according to the number on their roll as prepared by Jaleel, the scribe, and so on and so forth, etc. And so he had, he had a lot of competent people working for him. Verse 12, the total number, and then it gives you the number. There's a bunch of them. Verse 13, and under their authority was an army of 307,500 made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Uh, you seek God, God will give you people that, to help you against the enemy. I mean, just, just wonderful what God was doing for this guy. And notice verse 14. Then Uzziah prepared for them, for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem invented by skillful men to be on the towers, on the corners, to shoot arrows and, lar- and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped. How was he helped? Now tell me, how was he helped? He was, how was he helped? Let's get that again. Real loud, say, marvelously helped. Ooh, I like that. You know, God will help you. How many of you know it's a good deal when God's helping you, but it's an even better deal when God's marvelously helping you? Isn't that wonderful? Marvelously helped. I mean, marvelously helped him. Oh, I wish I could stop right here and dismiss. But we need to read on and see what happened to this guy. He was, how was he helped again? Marvelously helped till he became strong. You need to watch this now. When you become strong. When all the bills are paid. When your body's healthy. When you sought the Lord and he's made you strong, he's helped you marvelously. Now the test starts. The test doesn't start until you become strong. 
I've seen so many people over the years, they start out with nothing, they seek God, the hand of God comes on him, on him, it raises them up, makes them strong, and then they forget God. Can you believe that? I don't ever want to make that mistake. How about you? That's why I keep this story up in front of me. That's why you ought to keep it up in front of you. He was marvelously helped till he became strong. Verse 16. But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. What does the Bible say? Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Is that right? Did his dad have a heart problem? We read about that. Now notice, for he transgressed against the Lord, his God, by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Now that's a no-no. That's something that was reserved for the, for the priests. Now Uzziah is a king. He's not a priest. He's a king, not a priest. And this was something reserved only for the priest. You know, it seems like, and I've watched this for so many years, and I've had to deal with this myself. I think we've all had to deal with this. Why is it that we always want to be something that we're not? Why is it that we always want to do what the other guys called to do? Why is it that we're never seemingly satisfied to be who God has made us to be? He's only made one you. Be the best you that you can be. He's only made one me. I need to be the best me that I can be. I'm going slow here because I want you to think about this. He was a king, but he wanted to be a priest. You know, we need to be content with who we are. But we also need to be content with who we are not. Did you hear me? Find out what God wants you to do and be the best that that you can be. Find out what he's called you to do. Where has he set? He set each person in the body of Christ as it's pleased him, the Bible says. Find out where God has placed you in the body of Christ and then be the best at that that you can be. I've had people over the years, you know, that come through. Well, I want to be the pastor. Well, you might not want to be the pastor. <laughs> now, I don't have a lot of sad s- stories to tell you. It's been, it's been good and solid. We've had you know, problems like anybody has. But nothing major, nothing serious. But I tell you what, you know, you, you don't want to... I tell you, it's hard enough to fulfill, like being a pastor. It's hard enough to be a pastor when God's called you to be a pastor. You don't want to do it when the calling's not there. Did you hear me? I always tell people, you know, to go back to the Flintstones. How many's ever seen the Flintstones? Anybody need, ever seen the Flintstones? Or, and remember Fred wanted to be the boss of the quarry? Remember that? And so Kazoo, does anybody remember to, who Kazoo was? Some of you have no culture at all, or you just, you don't, I don't know. How many remembers the Flintstones? You know, Yabba Dabba Doo and all that? 
the cartoon. And there was this little, you know, the, in about the eighth season, they, you know, usually when series run down and they run out of ideas, you know, they try to come up with crazy stuff. And so this kazoo, he came from, see the little baby nose kazoo, came down from uh, the, the, uh, another planet, you know, and he could, uh, how many remembers kazoo? And he, you know, and only Barney and Fred ever saw him. And so Fred wanted to be the boss of the quarry. Is that right? And so Kazoo made him the boss for a day. And so Fred thought being a boss, oh, that'd be great. It'd be wonderful. But you know, at three o'clock when the bell, when the whistle blew, Fred didn't get to go home like Barney. Fred had to, because he was now the president of the quarry. Now he had to go to the board meetings and listen to the board members and all of that. You know, being, being in charge is not all it's cracked up to be, dear friends. Because you have responsibility of people's lives. Did you hear me? Find out what God wants you to do and just be the best that that you can be. But Uzziah, he sought God. God made him strong. God lifted him up. God raised him up. The hand of God was on him. But now he's strong. His heart is lifted up. And he transgresses against the Lord. And he goes in to burn incense on the incense altar. In verse 17, so Azariah, the priest, went in after him, and with him were 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men, and they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, it's not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense, get out of the sanctuary, for you've trespassed, you shall have no honor from the Lord God. Now, did God send somebody to him to correct him? That's the love of God, dear friends. God sent somebody to correct him. Did David, King David, did he ever miss it? Yes or no? He he messed up big time, didn't he? And he committed adultery and then had one of his leading soldiers, Uriah, put to death. Is that right? And and God uh, sent the prophet Nathan to him and... uh, Did David repent or did he not? He repented immediately, didn't he? I mean, it took him a little time there, but once he saw what he had done, he repented just just almost right there on the spot. Is that right? Remember Uzziah's dad when God sent a prophet to him? Did he repent or not? He didn't repent, did he? Now, let's see what Uzziah is going to do here. So now, now God loved this guy. He's trying to correct him, get him back on track. And look at verse 19. Then Uzziah... Became what? That's not good, is it? How can somebody go from being so humble to being so haughty? How can that happen? We've got to watch our hearts, dear friends. We've got to watch our hearts. He became furious, angry. The King James says wrath. And he had a censer in his hand he's acting the same way his dad did and he had a censer in his hand to burn incense and while he was angry with the priests say this say while he was angry with the priests is there anybody you're angry with this morning anybody that's loved you enough to tell you the truth but you're angry with them it's a dangerous thing to become angry with people that are trying to help you and keep you on the right path. And you get angry with them. You don't want to listen to instruction. 
If this can happen to Uzziah, it can happen to you and it can happen to me. And he was angry with the priests. Leprosy broke out on his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord beside the incense altar. And Isaiah, the chief priest, and the priests looked at him, and there on his forehead he was leprous, so they thrust him out of that place. Indeed, he also hurried to get out, because the Lord had struck him. Listen, God is a good God. And I, and I preach the goodness of God around here. I, I do. But the Bible says, consider therefore the goodness and the what? The severity of the Lord. Now, we, we, we emphasize the goodness of God, but there is a severe side to God. There is a judgment side to God. Don't ever forget that. The same man that God greatly and wonderfully helped, now he's had to judge him. Why? Because his heart was lifted up and he wouldn't listen to godly instruction. He was angry with the priests. He was angry with the very people that were trying to help him. I'm going slow. I hope I'm not boring you. I could I could do this much quicker. I'm giving you time to think. The Lord had struck him. Again, he had sought God. He was humble, but he got strong. little self-test for you. I used to give those when I taught school. A little self-test, self-quiz. If you're sitting here today, and I don't have a clue, but if you're sitting here today and you're just tolerating this, warning, You're, you're in the same boat Uzziah was in. You ought to be hanging on every word. Is that right? It's a sign of humility. Sit and hang on every word that the preacher's saying, talking. I remember when Brother Hagin was still here on the earth and he'd preach. I'd sit there, I'd hang on every word. It's a sign of humility. I trust most everybody in here is doing that. There's just such a fine line between getting off track and got to watch our heart continually. Can you say amen? I want to look at the last part of verse 20 again. Because the Lord had what? The Lord had what? The Lord had struck him. Is this the same God that marvelously helped him? Did God want to strike him? No. He got, he got, he got himself into a position that he should have never been in. And what if he'd have repented right on the spot when those priests came in to correct him? What if he'd have repented right on the spot? Would the Lord have struck him? No. 
And I will say that this man wasn't a, what we'd call a baby Christian. Now, I know he wasn't a, a Christian because Jesus hadn't risen from the dead yet. And you can't come, become a Christian until this side of the cross. I know all of that. But he was a believer. But he had, he had seasoned. He was seasoned in the things of God. He was strong in the things of God. His heart got lifted up. And notice verse 21. King Uzziah was a leper until the day of his death. You know what that indicates to me, though I can't prove it. But I can almost prove it. Indicates to me that this man never did repent. You know, there was King Manasseh. You ever hear of King Manasseh? He was the most evil king in the Old Testament. And... uh, God judged him and he repented and God restored him to his kingdom. Now, if God would do that for Manasseh, don't you think he'd have done that for Uzziah? He didn't repent. I'd like to think I would have repented. How about you? Have you ever heard the story of Jonah? He was in the belly of the fish for three days and nights. And it looks to me as I study the book of Jonah, it took three days. Days and three nights for him to repent. But you know when he repented the fish uh, vomited him out. I don't know. I think, I'd like to think I would have repented on, the, on entry of the fish's mouth. How about you? I'd like to think that anyway. You know some people can become stubborn. You know one of the hardest things that you're ever going to have to do is admit that you're wrong. And you know I haven't found but just a, just, I, 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 just a handful of people. I'm talking Christians. That I've found over the years that could ever admit they was wrong. Do you know that? It's a hard thing to do. It really, really is. Some people would rather die than admit they was wrong. There's some people I've met, sinners, that they'd rather die and go to hell than admit they was wrong. Isn't that sad? I know about you, but I can miss it. I said, I can miss it. I said, I can miss it. I can make a mistake. Like up here teaching, I always tell you, don't accept anything because I said it. Go check it out in the Word of God. You know, I talked to you all ago about being submitted. I tell people, you don't have to submit to me, but submit to the Word of God that I preach. You know what I mean by that? Don't, you don't have to submit to me as a man, but as a pastor, submit to the Word of God I preach. Is that right? That's safe, isn't it? But don't ever get to a point where you can't admit that you was wrong. It's a dangerous place to be. Don't ever, don't ever live your life where I could just never miss it. Now you're gonna, you're, you're setting yourself up for a great fall there. I don't know about you, but I can miss it. It doesn't look to me like this man ever repented. And he dwelt in an isolated house, verse 20, 21, because he was a leper, for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. Then Jotham, his son, was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah from first to last, the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, wrote. So Uzziah rested with his fathers. They buried him with his fathers in the field of burial, which belonged to the kings. Now get this and we'll close. For they said, he is a leper and his son reigned in his place he they said he's a what you can do don't ever forget this this is something i've learned about people 
You can do 9,999 right good things. But you do one bad thing. And guess what people are going to remember? Is that right? You remember that? That's just human nature. You can do 900... And 99,999, doesn't matter whatever the number, good things. But you do one bad thing and that's what people will remember. Isn't it interesting? They didn't remember how God, how he sought God and how the hand of God came on him and how he, you know, God, you know, used him to build this and build that and break that wall down and build this and build the other and how he was marvelously helped. And people didn't go around and say, you know, Uzziah, he sought God and he was just marvelously helped and the hand of God was. Did people say that about him? No, no, no. What did what's the only thing people remembered? He is a leper. So the lesson I've learned from that. Can you see how you can learn a lot of good lessons from this whole story? And I think there's something in here for all of us, if you care to look. But one thing I've learned about people in that last part there, or one thing I've learned from that last part there, is that you can't care what people think about you. I said you can't care what people think about you. I mean, we all want to be loved and liked, is that right? But if you care what people think about you, particularly if you're going to be in the ministry... You're not going to get very far. I think maybe that's why God had me teach junior high school. I didn't intend to get up here and start talking about junior high, but everything was going. The only thing I didn't get this morning was a spitball. Thank you for not throwing. But if you're going to teach junior high school, you can't worry about what people think about you. Because a lot of times people come up to me and they say, what should I call you? You know, Terry or Pastor Terry, and I always tell them, you call me what, you know, I tell them this. I say, I taught junior high for years. I've been called every kind of thing you can imagine, things you shouldn't imagine. So, you know, I don't ever make anybody call me pastor. You call me whatever is on your heart. But can't worry about what people think. Life's too short to worry about what the neighbors think. Is that right? Is that right? It's only important what God thinks. Only one person we need to impress, and that's the Lord. Did you get anything out of this today? Let the Spirit of God speak to your heart through this. Stand with me if you would. I'm going to have my assistant come and close with, a, with an altar call. But let me, let me pray with you before I go. Heavenly Father, just bow your heads. Sirs, we've taught this today.